Can you remember the last time you used your wallet? I mean, you do carry a wallet around, but I don't think you have any money in it. The only thing I use my wallet for is for storing my passport and my my cards. The app is not just for ordering things online. It's like if you go to a Starbucks or you go to any place to buy something, you just show a QR code, they scan it, boom, you're done. Hi, this is Zachary. Hi, this is Elliot. And we are probably, probably Not, not legit. legit. Welcome to our little bite-sized podcast, which we are thinking maybe we can name it. Cross-cultural dialogue. There you go. So what is this about? Maybe we can give our audience a little something. Yeah, so we were thinking of posting a short kind of um, podcasts in the middle of the week that would basically not be a not long format, short format. And we decided that we do have some insights into this idea of cross-cultural things. Uh, me being a foreigner living in China and being in a relationship with Alia. So I do think there are some things that you all might find interesting that I've experienced here in China. So that's kind of like the general idea, I think. There you go. So today we want to talk about being in China and not using cash for everything. So the story starts from yesterday. Zachary and I went to a housewarming thing. My friend moved into a new place and I was thinking about purchasing some flowers. The first thing came to my mind is ordering from the app. <laughs> yeah, so what I did was I opened this app um, that's for like basically buying everything, right? Flour, food, coffee, it's like a delivery app. Uh, I opened it and I saw there is a flower shop that's really close to where we live. So I contacted the person on the app and later Zachary and I went to the store to get the flower. Mm, and then we, we just added add like WeChat and I paid on there. So what made me think about it is later we took a DD to my friend's house and I also did that through an app. So Basically, whenever we go out these days, we don't carry money around. There is no cash in our life. The only cash we have is some like money that we found. Sometimes we got from like ordering a delivery and they don't have them in uh, storage. And then they would return us some money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because of because I've been in China for the past about five and a half years, I don't know how prevalent the cashless payment is in the U.S. at this point. Uh, based on my understanding, a lot of people still use base debit cards, basically. I know Apple Pay is used some places. But I just find it so convenient to not have to carry a wallet and not have to worry about or deal with cash. In fact, I the only thing that I have to use cash for these days is I buy this bottled water from the school where I have a place during the week where I stay. And that's the only thing I need cash for. I basically ran out of cash. And that meant that I had no water for a few days. And it was just so annoying. Like I had to walk to a bank and take out cash and then have this cash that now I'm not gonna use for anything else except to buy water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I got like 500 RMB. That'll be good for a few months. 
But it's just so convenient. Can you remember the last time you used your wallet? I mean, you do carry a wallet around, but I don't think you have any money in it. The only thing I use my wallet for is for storing my passport and my my cards. And then it's because of not using wallet. I don't think anybody experiences losing a wallet these days, right? Yeah, no. And I've always hated carrying a wallet in my pocket. I always would prefer to have it in like a small bag or a satchel, something like that, just because it's just find it so annoying. <laughs> yeah. So it and it's really easy to use. So we have these two main paying method, like two apps. Is one is AliPay, the other is WeChat Pay. What you do is you basically link your uh, debit card to these apps, and then you set how w- you would like to pay. Uh, I think this these functions, maybe some of the functions that Zachary doesn't even know, you can even set up like a, a amount of money that you would like to spend. So if you are exceeding that amount, they will actually give you a warning. <laughs> I don't think you've ever used that. I didn't even know that that existed. That sounds really convenient. Yeah, especially after COVID, when we were during the quarantine, we don't we had we had no other options. We can't go out, so we had to buy everything online, right? Like you order. Food, vegetable, groceries online, and then d- deliver to you. And then now, even though things things are getting better and we can go out, but we still kind of maintain the lifestyle of ordering things from every now and then. Um, yeah, I, but also I think this kind of uh, paying method is a little bit toxic. <laughs> I don't know why, because when you have the cash, you know how much money you're spending, right? Because let's say if you get your paycheck and you have amount of money in your hand whenever you spend it the money is gonna get thinner and thinner and you know you realize okay i spend this much money but then when you're paying online sometimes you lose track of how much money you're, you're spending and you don't know like by the end of the day you're like, oh oh my god i don't have any money left so it's kind of crazy i mean convenience always comes with a little bit of risks right and I think there are ups and downs when it comes to online paying, but I still think the pros uh, exceeds the cons. What what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. And I mean, the fact that, like you mentioned, that Alipay has this ability to track your payments. And I know that there are apps that people can use in the U.S. that can link your debit and credit card to that kind of uh, app. So there are ways to kind of track your spending in those situations. Yeah, and the, the the other thing I wanted to mention is that the app is not just for ordering things online. It's like if you go to a Starbucks or you go to any place to buy something, you just show a QR code, they scan it, boom, you're done. Literally one second and you've paid for what you wanted to get. But I, I do have a, a way around what Alia mentioned in terms of like the not tracking the the payment. Like so I have two bank accounts. And the, I get paid into one bank account. And the bank account that I use for buying everything, I don't get paid into that account. So I have to transfer money into the account. So every week I transfer a certain amount of money that is my like weekly allotment. So that requires me to always be aware of how much money is in that bank account. Because if I, if I go over the limit, then I'm basically out of money. So it forces me to keep checking my bank account balance because I do know from from experience it's really easy to overspend 
if you're just pulling money from the one bank account that you get paid into and you have a, a, like a solid savings there, you can easily spend a good amount of money and you're just not really that aware of it. I agree. And then um, as Zachary mentioned, I totally forgot about it. Like you can pay uh, through the WeChat or Ali payment in the stores too. And it's, you can just buy everything with just a phone in your hand, which is another problem because sometimes your phone go out of battery <laughs> and then you don't know what to do. So you have to charge your phone all the time, which may be a downside if you're, thinking about the cons of using online payment yeah that is but that's why it's always good to at least carry a small amount of cash if you need to but i never do that or a battery to recharge your oh yeah phone. battery bank right we have yeah. those things oh that's another thing there are so many um battery battery banks you can borrow actually in the stores like everywhere so actually you don't have to worry about your phone getting out of battery but i don't understand because you have to scan to pay for that yeah and then you do it when you have like one percent left or five percent left and you scan and then you charge it <laughs> still have to be careful though because if you completely run out then you're then you're kind of screwed oh i had an experience one time um that my phone is about to die and i was gonna go to take a subway but then i had the my phone was gonna die so i quickly rushed to the machine to get like a card because I don't want my phone to die when I get out of the subway. But then when I was about to scan for money, it died. Literally. And then I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, I think I had some cash in my pocket. But that subway stop, the station, they don't have uh, like a window for purchasing ticket. So there's no way that I can take the train. <laughs> it was like really awkward. So maybe this is other our US or other audience don't know in China there are subway stations where they don't have people to help you to buy tickets <laughs> so everything has to go through a machine yeah it's all automated and you pay by scanning the QR code yeah <laughs> but another thing that I just realized like because sometimes my my phone service I just I don't keep up to date with the payments because I'm not checking the messages <laughs> so a few there's been a couple of occasions where I lost my 4G and then it was basically the same as the phone not having a battery because you can't use the apps if your phone doesn't have 4G. So there were a couple of times when I, I left the apartment to get a DD um, and then I get outside and I have no 4G. <laughs> so I have to come back and then charge my phone for a few minutes and then make sure that I can, you know, like pay pay up and then have the 4G back. Yeah, overall, I think online paying thing in China is really convenient. And I just don't know. I, I think Zachary was talking about it like yesterday. What are you going to do when you are no longer be able to use this service? When you go back to using cash only, what's life is going to be like? And I j it's just really hard for me to imagine, even though I grew up using cash. Like when I was little, there was no this, this service was does not did not exist. But then it's really hard for me to think right now, I'll be like, go back to where we were. I mean, the reality is the way that the debit cards work now in most places, it's really easy. I think you can just touch it on the thing. You can touch the card on the thing and it'll pay for it. And I also do think that Apple Pay and these other things are becoming more prevalent in the U.S. Um, now. But the reality is, I mean, WeChat and Alipay have been around in China for how long now? At least 
a decade yeah i would say it's like really popular now i think it's it i think it's i assume it's gonna start catching on in the u.s a lot more when people realize how convenient it is the thing about the debit card or credit card is china didn't have that phase because we basically transformed from using cash to using wechat bay um like I don't have experience of using credit card or debit card in the supermarket. So we basically skipped that stage, which means it was not a habit in Chinese mind, minds. So I don't know, like people are not familiar with paying with credit cards or debit cards. At least someone from me, like like me, who is from like a smaller city. I didn't know what was it like, like living in Beijing or Shanghai uh, back in like early 2000. Uh, but then I, for me, I feel like the most like the general public don't have the idea of using that service. We basically skip that phase. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the, I mean, maybe for most people in the US, just using a debit or credit card is easy enough and they don't see any point in changing, you know, to using a cell phone. Yeah, another thing is I almost forget my password for my bank cards. <laughs> I don't know my passwords i'd never use them i just link it to the other payments and then sometimes when i need to like change my phone number or something because we have to go to bank to do that and i was like what's my password and i have to reset them on set like because you know they send you a code to your phone number and then you reset it i was like oh man sometimes i want to use these bank apps on my phone because i already use iphone to like use face scan sometimes like it Sometimes it doesn't work and I don't know my password. I have to wait until the face scan works again, <laughs> which is kind of funny, I think. Oh, yeah, that actually reminds me that there that's a new way of paying for certain things. You can scan your face. I've yeah, seen it at certain vending machines. But it's kind of scary. It is scary. And I remember like in my previous company, they had a vending machine that could scan your face. And I was like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to set this up because that's just like too next level. That's too yeah, much. That, yeah. I feel like the face scanning thing is a little bit tricky because like what if when you are like in line for paying things and then you just lower your head and then someone else behind you scan their face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. That, that I could easily see that happening. But you, they, I think it, it forces you to stand really close to the machine. So then that's not possible for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like this payment things or technology things in China are really developing in a speed that we cannot imagine. Um, I would literally say maybe like in some area, China is like in the future and the, the West is in the, in the past. Uh, but then still... With these new developments comes with risks and some kind of danger in there. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. This is true. All right. I hope you guys like today's uh, short podcast about paying without cash in China. See you next time. Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's little bite-sized podcast. Follow us on Instagram, probably not legit podcast. Uh, leave a rating and a review. Follow us, please. And bye.